0: Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very, very accomplished professional from Bangalore, India, Richa Khandelwal Bhatt. Richa, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much. Namaste, everyone. I'm so happy to be invited to your show. Look forward to communicating with you.
0: Thank you. Richa is the Chief Executive Officer of Keshava Productions Private Limited. She's also the Managing Director of Narayan's Art Nirbhar Bharat Foundation. And she has also been elected recently as the State President of the Karnataka Animation Entertainment Council, which is part of the Women's Indian Chamber of Commerce and Industry. So Richa, before we start talking about Keshav Productions, tell me a little bit about your own journey.
1: Okay. My journey, well, Ashutosh has been really uh, long. So it's very difficult to tell a little bit about it, but I'll try to sum it up uh, with these few words that my journey is a result of resilience and never say die spirit mm-hmm. and not stopping. And I think the one um, the one uh, philosophy that has guided me throughout uh, my journey from being uh, an intern at a college in Delhi, and I turned uh, studying at a college in Delhi working at Hindustan Times newspaper and then Sahara Samay newspaper where my salary used to be 4,700 rupees per mm-hmm. month till today where I charge lakhs per five minutes of film for which I used to work for hours and hours earlier.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think the journey is a result of um, just one single philosophy that keep your goals so high mm-hmm. that the striving to achieve the goal is the goal. Mm-hmm. That is what makes you the person that you are becoming, and that is the goal. Mm-hmm. The goal by itself is not really the goal. Mm-hmm. So I heard this when I used to live in New York, and I heard uh, Swami Chinmayananda's um, lecture on goal setting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and this is almost ten years back. And I was so inspired by this that till today, that is what keeps me going.
2: Mm-hmm. And my
1: journey started as a as a as a uh, as a um, reporter, intern reporter. And then from there on to a television reporter, then from there on to a, an anchor and um, a correspondent on the on various beats covering CBI and so on. And then went to Canada, New York, where I kept working as a filmmaker, producer, director, writer. I learned at UCLA in LA, University of California in LA, and kept pursuing my passion for filmmaking because there's nothing else I could do. And Ashutosh, if today you were to put me onto a desk of any company to manage even the uh, the uh, bills, they'll just send me out in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything else other than filmmaking and, and storytelling. And yeah, here That's I
0: fantastic. am. So let's talk about Keshava Productions. Tell me a little bit about what you do here.
1: So Keshava Productions is our brainchild uh, conceived almost um, 10 years back when we used to be in uh, Schenectady. And uh, the idea was to create original content from India for the global market, mm-hmm. global content market. So we actually have created this company to tell stories, original, inspiring, and authentic stories from India mm-hmm. told honestly to the world market, mm-hmm. to the world content market. And that's what uh, the whole idea was, I don't want to name the film. But at that point, when we were uh, we were there, in the US, there are very um. Uh, a film had become very popular, mm-hmm. and a song of that film had become very popular, and and got the Oscar. And another film, which was purely about Indian culture, had not even made it to the Oscars. So it was a very, uh, it was a very sad event that you know they only want stories of rags to riches, or like you know I don't want to name the movie. I think you would have understood yeah, it by understand. now.
2: But yeah.
1: it was a very sad thing, and I thought no, we'll change this. We'll create such. Uh, compelling stories from India that they will have to get them into the Oscars and, and, and the and the sun dances of the world.
0: Well, uh, more power to you and that's exactly what I'm doing with this channel taking a lot of Indian leadership lessons across the whole world. But oh. I wanted to ask you that for someone who's been involved in the film business or for a long time, how is the digital explosion changing the film and television business?
1: Uh, to be honest with you, I appreciate the the democracy of it, but mm-hmm. I don't appreciate the the loss of quality because of it. Earlier, I'll give you a simple example. Earlier, when we talked to film stars, and the stars are the ones who run our business, actually. So stars used to be out there somewhere. There's, there was a mystery about it. There was a lot of mystery about it. Now, there's none of it. Everyone's become a star and stars are accessible. And so is the rest of this storytelling industry. And so is filmmaking. And the mystery of it is gone. You know, Ashutosh, the mystery of this is gone. It's a good thing and a bad thing because now we have OTT and we have a lot more storytellers, a lot more stories coming out. But from a very Puritan perspective of uh, a cinema lover, I would say that those were the golden days. And I don't think you're getting them back with the digital explosion.
0: Fantastic. And, you know, you make films, uh, and you tell me a little bit about, and I'm, maybe you can name some of your films or some of the work that you have done. But for my viewers and listeners, tell me about some of your films, and what goes into making a great film?
1: Yeah, so we have this very beautiful saying that every good film, every brilliant film looks new Mm. each time you watch it. Mm. The last film that we made, I make a lot of documentary films and uh, now I'm moving into mainstream content like web series and feature films and so on and when we make a film like recently I made a documentary film for a client um, and uh, the client told me that I've received a film I've watched 30 times. I watched it 30 times watching it again and again and again. I think that's the biggest compliment, because there is so much that goes into the films, like one of my films that is playing at MX player on MX player right now, it's called Shilpi Mm -hmm. uh, and it's based on the life of a real world sculptor who lost his legs to polio and then became a nationally renowned sculptor. So I pick up subjects that are closer to life, that are close to uh, real characters and can actually become agents of change. How can cinema become agent of change or to help someone live a better life. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm exploring and a- other series of work that is about to come which I cannot really feel uh, well, right absolutely. now is about real life stories or very very inspiring wacky science fiction kind of stories from India uh, which are set in rural India and, and all kinds of um, exotic backgrounds with very very relatable characters and i think i'll just have to stop Wonderful. here before Wonderful.
0: and how long does it take from the time you conceive of a project till you actually deliver it to the audience
1: it varies actually from if you ask me from pre-production to delivery i can tell you that it can take anywhere from 6 months to a year but if you ask me from conception to delivery it could be a decade Wow, I could dream about it today. And I could actually have the resources or the courage to do it five years later, Mm -hmm. there's no such formula to it. Um, I know, there was one project that I had conceived like a year back, which got done really quickly. And Mm -hmm. it's like about to hit the floor. There's another project that I've been trying to work for 10 years, and it's going to see the light of the day. Mm -hmm. So you cannot say, you know, you cannot tell.
2: Very interesting.
0: And, you know, again, you were just mentioning that you're working with different kinds of films. And now you're getting into mainstream uh, and OTT and web series, etc. What is the difference between making a film for the corporate sector on a social subject or OTT? I mean, uh, I'd love to get your perspective as a filmmaker. Yeah, I think
1: the most important thing is that uh, we in when we tell fictional stories. Uh, So my journey is from being a reporter, telling facts, Mm -hmm. to being a fiction content creator, delving into the the realm of imagination, which is for me right now, the biggest uh, biggest, um, uh, victory, so to say, or the biggest, uh, you know, success, so to say, because that is the, the, the uh, takeaway when you tell your own story, when you have imagined your characters, mm-hmm. your characters are surrounding you. Everywhere you see, you see the shots. Everywhere you see, you hear the music. Everywhere you are, you, you can place your characters in that scenario mm-hmm. and come up with dialogue. So that, that experience of working on fiction, I personally enjoyed a lot. Mm-hmm. I love working with corporates and that's thanks to all my corporate clients out there. <laughs> I love working with all of you but it's what you want Mm -hmm. right we're a service provider there and we are committed to do the best but when it comes to fiction storytelling imagine Ashutosh when I sit to write my stories my scripts I zone out I'm like in a a phase where I can't hear people around me I don't know what's going around me just just me and my characters four hours five hours I'd be sitting in cafe cafe coffee day and I would not know what's happening around me. It's like, like people going and coming. So that's a, that's like a heady process. I love it.
0: So that's very interesting. You just said, I didn't realize that you write the script and you produce, direct. You did do, do everything in the movie, is it?
1: I personally, I, have, I love filmmaking so much that being in Canada and US, I had no other choice. Yeah. I had to make films and I had to do Um, the graphics myself, the dubbing, the writing, the direction, the Mm. shooting, pretty much everything Mm. because for an editor you have to be $60 per hour who had that kind of money right. So, So I learned everything at this as I said like absolutely and now that is my that's become like my Brahmastra literally like nobody can in the unit I cannot miss anything going wrong anything falling short i know every aspect of filmmaking mm. from makeup to art direction to graphics so yes i do everything but of course as our budgets are going up and as our projects are becoming more um, you know specialized and and we are getting a bigger name and so on bigger clients we have to hire technicians who are specialists and and celebrities in their own right so
2: yeah well said,
0: <laughs> well said. You know, when I was reading about you, it was fascinating to see that you are, you say that you are using ancient spiritual knowledge in your film production. Oh. Let me understand this and give me an example.
1: Okay. This is a very beautiful question. So in Bhagavad Gita, I am an ardent um, uh, devotee of Lord Krishna. And I you can see that from the name of my Absolutely.
2: company. Yes. <laughs> Both my companies.
1: And um, one of the main... Um, one of the one of my favorite shlokas in the bhagavad gita is i've studied the bhagavad gita many times I'm still mm-hmm. studying it every day so much to discover mm-hmm. uh, chapter 15 shloka 1 urdva chandam mm-hmm. parnani yastam so there is an upside down banyan tree and it has the roots going down and it's like god is at the top and you have to take any root mm-hmm. and you can go up and climb up And that's why any even art or science or literature, or even any of the the religious forms, you know, any of the forms you give to God, whatever is okay, but just take one and keep going up. Mm. That's the idea. And I love that. For me, it's karma yoga. Mm. So for me, my film is a part of my, my karma yoga. And I read Bhagavad, I read Upanishad. I read Bhagavad Gita repeatedly. I read all the shastras I can and i try to understand the stories of ancient india so that i am conditioned by that fine knowledge of what has to be uh, a hero like or what you know what a hero looks like or mm-hmm. what is a true uh, spiritual yogi or what is the the right uh, and wrong and all those things you know because see a simple thing like in in the filmmaking classes we are taught that mm-hmm. The hero always wears lighter clothes or white and the villain would wear black, you know, how you'd see Ram, for example, wearing orange and and, uh, Ravan wearing black and also there is a a science to it. There is a knowledge legacy to it. Mm -hmm. And the more we know about it, the more interesting it becomes. I also read the Bible, by the way, I've read the Bible. I've also listened to a lot of discourses of different religions. I respect Mm -hmm. all of them. It's just that uh, I enjoy. With
0: With you completely and maybe sometime whenever you are in Delhi, I'd love to meet you because my latest book, which has gone for publication is Management Lessons from Hindu Scriptures. So we'll talk more about that. This is all about you today. But you know, the my next question to you, Richa, is that I've often seen uh, that cinema, TV, uh, digital media, it mirrors society, where we are as a society, where what our current thinking is. Uh, And This medium has the power to influence society. I'd love to get your thoughts and perspectives on this.
1: That's a great question, Ashutosh. Actually, I had recently written an article about this uh, and posted it everywhere that um, media is the agenda setter for the public. That's what we are taught as media students, that what we talk about or what we show to the world, the public starts subconsciously following that as the norm we show a certain value system that becomes the society's value system and that starts impacting our content. It's a a give and take, give and take, and it's an incessant process. Therefore, as a filmmaker, as a content producer, I think I'm very, very cautious of what is it that I'm putting out there? What is the message I'm giving? I'll give you one example. We are at the moment about to launch our third business, which is going to be primarily about deleting or emitting absolutely eliminating violence from children's content. Mm. Everywhere you see for the sake of convenience of production and storytelling, everywhere you see the hero is bashing up everyone else.
2: Mm.
1: In the days of Malgudi day, days, in the times of Malgudi days in, in earlier times mm. when we had shows for children, we never had that problem of the hero wanting to bash up everyone and, and break skulls and all that this is the new age when you go to a channel you they will ask you how many hundreds of episodes can you deliver in 3 months or 5 mm-hmm. months so for the sake of the speedy delivery of of the content they are you know they have to uh, adhere to that storytelling a uh, story arc or the three act structure of hero mm-hmm. versus villain versus all that I want to break that and come up with something new because we need to go back to innocence in my lifetime. I want to go back to innocence. I want to go back to simplicity, story, character and give value to the humanness that used to be there in our stories, whether it's on television, OTT or film.
0: Amazing. And I think that's such an important uh, direction you are giving to films for children, you know, amazing. Thank you. Uh, My next question is, and I want to move to a little bit, a couple of questions on OTTs. You know, they've burst upon the seam and and because of the pandemic, all the OTT platforms have taken off. But I'd love to get your perspective on, is there too much competition in OTT right now? And what do you see as the future?
1: I don't think so. I think uh, as many uh, producers are out there working for OTT and we are collaborating with filmmakers from Mumbai, and uh, Delhi and everywhere like we are just trying to make it a pan-India phenomenon of Keshava Productions uh, really becoming a market leader in creating uh, content for OTT and uh, I don't see there being as much competition because as much competition exists that many channels are also coming in and that much demand also comes in. There's a very famous uh, book called the Desperate Networks you know and the networks whether it's OTT or TV they're desperate for good content and good stories and stories will survive, yeah. good storytelling will survive. And, it, and our intent is to work on stories that will last for generations to come, people yeah. would want to go back to watching them again and again and again. And I think in that space, the competition is really, really not there. I think uh, there are very, very few people who are that committed to storytelling. And our intent has always been to to create value, to create a legacy and not necessarily mint the money as long as our budgets are are met, and as long as we're able to pay people, we are happy to tell our stories, which is where this comes from.
0: Fantastic. Let me now move to uh, the Narayan's uh, Art Nirbhah Bharat Foundation. Uh, Tell me a little bit about this foundation and the work that you do.
1: So Narayana's Art Nirbhah Bharat Foundation is uh, is our second uh, company. Uh, It's a section 8 social enterprise. And it's my favorite thing, I get up in the morning, and I'm like, Okay, what's happening with Narayana's? Basically, the idea is that we are trying to make rural India art nirbhar. Mm -hmm. And by art nirbhar, it is financial self reliance through the artistic work,
2: whether
1: it's it's theater, dance, folk theater, handicraft, singing, writing, poetry. Uh, All these things, you know, Like in, in uh, Lucknow, I met this guy who writes Kavit, mm. kavit you know, Kavit poems, mm. little couplets and poems on Lord Krishna. Mm. So I'd like to give him regular work, be art nirbhar. A lot of people leave their art and go work in different professions and they keep struggling their own life,
2: mm. whether
1: they're working in, uh, in big corporates or they're working as cab drivers, whatever it may be. So my thought is that India being a country with so much talent and rural people are such that don't care about gadgets and computers. I mean, they do care, but mm. they're still not there. I work in Badrinath in Uttarakhand. That's my first project going on in six, seven visit villages. We are trying to make an impact. Mm. And in the whole of this village called Pandukeshwar, which is 25 kilometers south of Badrinath is one or two laptops. Mm. Nobody knew Zoom. Nobody knew how to use Excel properly. We've started... Making all these changes, but people are more artistic in nature. They are more calm, artistic. They have spiritual strength. They are they can be artists, and artists need to earn. Artists need to work and earn, not for the sake of passion, but for the sake of running their households. Correct, correct. That's where Narainas is working, mm. and uh, yeah.
0: And uh, what is the process you follow to be able to identify an artist and then support them?
1: Uh, we get a lot of requests uh, from artists all over the country I'm to sure. uh, give, give them an opportunity and so on. But what we've done is that we are, first of all, uh, doing cluster wise. So we, we are working in Uttarakhand right now in a certain area, Chamoli district, Badrinath, uh, Pandukeshwar, Lambagar and all these, these certain set of villages at the indo border. Mm. So at the moment, our, our search ends there. So if you're an artist from there, we are interested. Um, and it could be, even be photographer, like right now, and just before your call, I was going to close a deal of running into lakhs for a very big corporate for coffee table books, for mm. which photography and design and writing would be done by Uttarakhand village based artists, photographers. Mm. So that kind of work. So we need quality, we need commitment to the art form, discipline, professionalism, sincerity, all those things that go into hiring any professional in the cities. There's no difference in that. Only people, you may not be able to speak English, doesn't matter. You may not have access to a computer, mm. doesn't matter, will enable you. But you need to have those basic ingredients in your character and in your art. And as an artist, you need to be mature enough and conditioned enough to be able to give your best because we are a professional organization and being a professional myself, mm. I do not compromise on quality or on dedication.
0: Yes. Well said. Risha, my last question to you, and this is for the thousands of people who will listen to our conversation. Based on your absolutely incredible journey, you know, in the world of filmmaking, and you've said so very clearly that that's the only thing that you want to do. And that's the only thing that you're passionate about. Other than, of course, your foundation. What would you say are three lessons you would want our viewers and listeners to take away from your own learnings and from our conversation?
1: I think the first and the most important lesson is what my dad has taught me. My father has taught me to always give priority to the work and Mm. not worry about how much money you're earning. I used to work, um, as I said, my first job, I I got 4,700 rupees per month and I used to work 18 hours a day Mm. and it is because of that that I'm able to do what I'm doing right now. And there was a time in Canada where I really wanted to save two dollars And my shoe had got broken, and it was snowing, and the the snow had gotten into my shoe. But I kept waiting for the bus to come, and I did not take a cab because I wanted to not waste that two dollars on cab.
2: Right.
1: So I'm just going to give the first lesson that money is a means; it's Mm. not the. Walt Disney famously said that filmmakers make money to make films,
2: Mm.
1: not the other way around. We don't make films. We don't make movies to make money. We make money to movies i think that is the first thing like if you follow saraswati lakshmi ji will come
2: <laughs>
1: yes not count the money lord will come how much will i get what will i what will be the package or all those things so i said mm. i don't know all these things you know that's first the second thing is i think honesty you know and honesty doesn't have to be the bo- to, to the boss or to the client or mm. someone else i think our honesty lies with not just ourselves but also to our audience yeah you know, there's a very famous saying that you cannot lie to the camera.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Our energy as storytellers, it it breaks through the screen of the you know the person watching, and pe- people can perceive our energies. Mm-hmm. We cannot lie that.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Lie to the camera. One wrong, one false moment can be caught by the camera, and you cannot just mm-hmm. you can fake it. Yeah, you cannot fake it, and if you have to be in this business,
2: think- whether it's
1: behind camera or in front of the camera give your honest best Mm. that's what I would say to all the technicians all the creative uh, talent out there just do your honest best Mm. and the third one is is that whether you are a guy or a a girl you are old or young or you are disabled or you have some problem or you don't have money or you have horrible parents or horrible neighbors who make Mm. your life miserable whatever it is Don't give excuses for pursuing your passion because, Mm. trust me, India is a country with so much talent. And if you have enough excuses, the country has enough talent. We will go on without you. The world will go on without you. So don't give excuses for not doing it. Mm. Find reasons to do it. Very interesting.
0: (laughs) Very, very interesting. And on that note, uh, Richa, and your three amazing lessons, which you said, you know, money is a means it's not the end, uh, but which also you said was prioritize work, not the money. Second, you said was honesty to ourselves, which is so important. And as you gave the amazing example of you can't lie to the camera. And the third one is there are there are no excuses at all to pursue your talent. The world has enough talent. And if you don't go ahead and grab the opportunity, someone else will. Thank you so much for speaking to me about your incredible journey. Thank you for talking to me about Keshawa Productions and all the amazing work you're doing. I learned several new things on filmmaking and yeah. all the work that you're doing. Thank you also for speaking to me about Narayana, Narayana's Art Nirbhar Bharat Foundation. Thank you again and good luck.
1: Thank you so much, Ashutoshri and The Brand Called You and uh, wishes. I wish the best to all the audience out there and I hope to stay connected. We are on social media so please do follow us and uh, look forward to this, um, this release of the podcast.
0: Thank you.